What's up everybody? Hope you're doing good. Just doing a podcast from North Carolina. Um, we came to, basically flew back from Doha and got to North Carolina yesterday. Slept really good. Slept like 10 hours on the plane, which I mean, again, was really cool. Um, I don't know if I, I probably told you guys in the podcast that I managed to get like a business class flight to Doha and back, um, basically using miles. Um, so it, it didn't work out that expensive and um, probably about double the price. So instead of like 1,200, it was like 2,400, I think, total for the return business trip. But it was just one of those decisions that I thought personally it would make quite a big difference to the trip. Um, just from an enjoyable standpoint. Um, and then also like from a running standpoint um i thought it would be better um just that i might recover slightly better and um yeah sorry it's a little bit windy um but yeah there was a couple of there was a couple of reasons for that um but i i definitely think that it helped um now i'm going to take the next um probably the next two or three days actually i really i'm really unsure what to do um i i I don't know if people follow me on strava but um i i put a i did a six mile run this morning with Haas, um and i i named it two and a half weeks to doha um or sorry to dublin um and again it wasn't something that i necessarily shared on the podcast throughout the build-up to doha but I've been entered in Dublin for months. Um, I, I entered Dublin because I I had a feeling that the recovery from Doha wouldn't take as long because the speed was always going to be slower. Um, so I knew I, I knew in the back of my mind that if if that would be the case, and if I came out of Doha like fresh enough you could say that you might be able to turn it around and run another marathon that then I would potentially do that um I've still not committed to doing Dublin um just just to be clear um fucking Alice Wynn's gonna piss me off um yeah I still I've still definitely not committed to like running for sure or anything like that but um I'm going to entertain the idea. Um, I think I need to. Like, it's 10 months. There's 10 months to try to make the Olympics. And, um, you know, Dublin goes down as one of those days where there's an opportunity there to to bank points. And there's an opportunity there to um, set yourself up before Christmas just to be in a, well, put it this way, a slightly better position than I'm in right now with the Olympics in mind. Um, as of right now, I have zero going for me when it comes to making the Olympics. Um, fitness, sure. Um, a lot of hard work, sure. Um, but in terms of actual like points or times or anything like that, like I, I, I don't have anything. Um, my, my points are limited right now. Like my two fourteen at Houston and. Um, I don't know, maybe like a London marathon still counts towards it. I'm not really sure, but I, I can tell you that it's... I'm not even in with a sniff right now of making it on points. Like, 
I think you need like you need to be in the top 80 and I'm sitting like 105th maybe um so yeah it's just one of those things um it's not it's not uncommon recently for pros to bounce back pretty quick um I possibly trained not super super aggressive because obviously the speed of my training was geared towards Doha being slow so a lot of my training was pretty slow um, like 5.20, 5.15 um, and a lot of that was because I either prepared at 7,000 feet or I prepared in the heat and the humidity so um, yeah I, I think we're, what we're going to do is I, I, I spoke to Haas a little bit today and um, I think we're, we're just going to be open-minded about it um, their arrangements will be made um, I, I need to renew I still haven't got the athlete visa so I need to renew my American visa at some point if it's going to make it through to Houston Marathon um, obviously it's more than 90 days right now to Houston so I would never make it I can't just stay where I am if, if, I think if I could stay and flag right now all the way to Houston then potentially it would be less appealing. But the way it looks right now is that, look, you can get on a flight at the end of the month. Um, it can coincide with Dublin Marathon. You can stand on a start line if you feel healthy and you feel fresh and you can give it a go. And when I say give it a go, it has to, I'd have to run like 2.15 um, or faster. Um, purely because um, that's that's what it takes to get enough points for it to be worth it. Um, and so, like, it's not a case of I'll go jog round or I'll go give it a go and race the Irish people. There's a there's a clear there'd be a clear strategy in place to bank whatever points it needs for the Olympics. Um, and like, it really fucking frustrates me. But like, I. I might need to start considering DNF and marathons if they're not going to help contribute to the Olympics. And I cannot fucking do that for the life of me. It's, I, I just have an inability to, even when I know, you know, Dublin I did a couple of years ago and I know it wasn't going the way I wanted it to and I was falling apart and I knew I should just quit and like live to fight another day because sometimes actually not finishing a marathon is the smart decision and it's not a weak decision but i just can't fucking do it i love it i just love finishing it's you know i, I think everyone should be fighting to finish and I, I really believe in that but when it's 10 months to the olympics and you know running those extra three or four miles when you're really hurting sure it's like great for your pride and you know it's all it's great to fight and it's great not to give up but you know the reason you've made the decision to go to Dublin is because there's only 10 months to the Olympics or to, to qualify for the Olympics so the very reason to drop out of Dublin for example if it's not going the way you wanted it to would be for the Olympics but I just know it's not my nature and I just know I wouldn't fucking drop out so I need to be careful with what decision I make because if you put me on a start line that's it I'm in um so yeah, like it's really exciting. I hope it excites you guys. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm in two minds. Um, I, I decided to do Doha, and I spoke to everybody around me and all my support people, and 
um, like the people at Athletics Northern Ireland, the people at Athletics Ireland, and and they were all happy with the Doha plan. And I did tell them that like the second Doha is over, um, it's my rules. Um, I've allowed people to dictate decisions in my career for a long time. Um, I think it's natural. I think it's a good thing. Um, I think sometimes it takes emotions out of it. And, you know, that's why these people are here. High performance managers, coaches, etc., etc. But I did say, this is my fucking Olympics. So the minute the Doha's over, you know, if we don't do it, if we don't come top 10, the minute Doha's over, it's my rules. And my rules suggest if there's an opportunity in three weeks time or two and a half weeks time for me to bank some fucking points for the olympics i'm not letting that pass me by um and and that's how i look at it um all that said i'm in north carolina i was on a beach today surfing waves you know um i don't know It, it takes a lot of mental strength to bounce back like you know it's it's doha was a real fucking emotional roller coaster and um that's an even if physically physically my body's in a good place you know i'm walking around now here and my calves feel good and my quads feel good and six miles this morning felt fine um physically i know that my body will be okay in two and a half weeks time and mentally is another thing it's a it's a real dog fight a marathon for 26 miles so i need to make sure that that's right um i have a couple of days here in north carolina to just relax and then i'll go back to altitude for pretty much about two weeks and then yeah we we go from there um i i'm not gonna make i'm gonna act like i'm running um i'll, I'll just like i mean i i had fucking a load of whiskeys on the this is what helped me make my mind up i pounded as much whiskey as i could on the in the lounge in dallas and then on the plane i was first class to come here to north carolina and I just kept kept getting whiskey and ginger ale, and I I I, I kept drinking them until I made up my mind, <laughs> and it was fucking great. Um, but it looks like if I am going to take like any sort of break, it's going to be pushed back for two and a half weeks. You know, well, there's always time to take a break after Dublin, and um, like a proper break, like maybe two weeks, three weeks. Um, but yeah, look, I'm going to act like I'm doing it. Um, I'm I'm still going to eat whatever I want down here, and you know I. This morning we had a lovely breakfast in a place and then if you've ever been to the south of America, you know, we had a fried shrimp basket for lunch and, and it's probably not what everybody else is doing right now that's gearing up for Dublin and, um, but it's just what I need for a few days. Um, it doesn't matter, I was skinny as fucking Doha, like I, my weight came down over the last couple of weeks so it won't take me um, probably a week detox when I get back to flag or 10 days and I'll be right back to the sort of shape and weight side of things that i was for doha there that won't be an issue at all um but yeah i'm not gonna like be drinking or anything over the next few days and you know like i napped this afternoon just to kind of help get over the travel and i'm still gonna have half half an eye on the fact that dublin could really be a possibility and could really help the olympics um but i also need a few days where i just i'm not in flagstaff and i'm not like I think I'll still train quite a bit. Like, I'm probably going to try to do, like, 10 or 12 miles tomorrow. Um, we did six today, and assuming I wake up and nothing hurts tomorrow, um, we'll, I'll probably just get right back right back to the thick of it tomorrow. Wednesday's normally a 12-mile day, and some gym. I won't be able to do gym here, but when you're jumping around in the ocean and swimming and um, just 
fucking around a bit you know you're you're stretching and throwing your muscles about a bit anyway so it'll, it'll it's not the same as gym but it'll act similar um and then yeah back to flag and on friday um I, i'll probably do a bit of a session here friday morning um Hass is here it's his parents place that we're at and um, their beach house in north carolina so we'll, we'll probably do like um something really sensible um just a couple of mile reps and usually i start usually i start at like 520 pace and then i'll shift it down i'll shift through the gears and um if we notice any issues then it means you're not recovered um you're not going to be fully recovered anyway make no mistake you ran a marathon a week before um but i I don't think a marathon's a big deal anymore the way we train nowadays and you know you're hitting out these 24 mile runs and 25 mile runs and you know three weeks before houston marathon i did 25 miles at 530 pace so um doing 26 in doha at 521 it's fine um or 522 maybe um but yeah look it's it it is what it is um i'm excited like i I think it's a fucking really cool thing i know people are probably going to think it's not a good idea and people are going to point the finger and it, it might be a mistake i might go there and struggle and that's fine it's my decision and i'll make it um but this is the fucking olympics you know like this this is not (laughs) this is not normal i didn't change the rules i didn't i didn't make the points thing exist i didn't like change the qualifying time from usually like 216 that i have to to 11 30 someone else did that um so fuck it there's points to be earned there's a national title to be earned um, I, I'm not satisfied with Doha. In fact, I'm. I cried. I told you guys. I, I cried my eyes out when I finished that race, and that was raw emotion of just really sad that that's not the the result I trained for. Um, the investment from my side of things was really good. I, I really, I really put in the work, and I felt like I deserved more. My body just wasn't that good to me that night. Like. There's a lot of things involved, the time of night, you know, it was day eight down from altitude and, and that's never, you know, that's one of the fucking worst days, apparently day seven to ten and yeah, maybe maybe there's some mistakes um, and lessons to be learned and, and if, you're, if you're feeling okay at Dublin, you probably still have a pretty good day, you know, you're probably like top three Irish person and maybe you run between like two... 15 and 217 um if you're feeling okay at the world champs just okay you just get fucking made to look stupid because i'm not a world beater yet anyway so um my just okay isn't good enough like i needed to have a great day you know like a london 2018 where i don't know i (laughs) i can't tell you how i felt so good that day but i was able to just keep pounding um and it's another reason why you have to train smart and better and because actually you, you need you need your just okay day to be competitive at the likes of the European champs and the world champs because it's very difficult to, I don't really know the word but it's very difficult to like it's very difficult to predict or like pre predetermine is this the word that you're going to show up to like a championship like the world's and have a great day you can't it's very hard to make that happen manufacture i or, i don't know like you you know you you busy know what i'm saying you know you you can't it's yeah some days you just have great days and there's no explaining it and it's very hard to like put that in place put that emotion without it just happening itself sometimes it's just raw and natural and um yeah that, that kind of like that sucked <laughs> but at least i know where baseline is and at least i know that's 
that's baseline. And I also was able to go into a marathon and come out of it healthy. Um, I was able to handle the whole week in Doha. I was able to handle defeat really well. Yes, I cried and I got emotional and that's fine. Like you're okay, it's, you're allowed to do that. Um, you're allowed to be upset, you're allowed to be sad, you're allowed to want more, want better. Um, one thing I thought about telling you guys is like, you know, I'm sitting on the plane and um, I don't think I'm meant to be there, you know? Like I, 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 don't, I don't mean this in a negative way, but like I don't know that I'm, I'm supposed... <laughs> I'm different from a lot of these runners. Like a lot of these guys... So I'm just trying to continue this podcast on. Um, my phone battery actually went dead last night, so... Um, but it looks like it's saved, which is really cool. So I'm hope I'm hoping this has worked up to this point. Um, but yeah, what I was what I was touching on there was just um, exactly what I said. Like I'm not, I'm never. I don't know if like you're. <clears throat> it's wrong to say like you know you don't necessarily belong somewhere or. Um, and I I don't know how to explain that without it seeming like negative or without like it seeming like I'm trying to like crave attention from you guys to be like no no you are and that's not the case at all um i just if you ever you need to see the movie the adjustment bureau and in the adjustment bureau they everybody has this like predetermined life or like pre whatever i couldn't fucking think of the word last night and i can't think of it again but anyway like this path you know like this path that you're supposed to lead and follow and um like I, I don't know if mine ever showed the world champs along the way, or, or maybe it did, and maybe it shows excellence, and I just don't see it yet, or I don't believe it yet. But um, yeah, like it, it, it actually makes me more proud of the things that I achieve because I really think I have to work like super hard to get there and sacrifice a lot, and um, and all that sacrifice and stuff, like. I don't know when people, all you guys that listen and have listened from like the start, I don't know like what you think in terms of like, um, yeah, like he's just a stud or yeah, he's just really talented and so he should be there. But honestly, I just, I just feel I work really hard and I've made a lot of like mistakes in my life and a lot of like errors and things have led me to all different situations. You know, I, I I had real mental problems when I quit running, like probably... I don't know, like, was it like two, three years ago now? And I, I quit and, and I went through all different sort of patches where I was smoking. And, um, you know, I, I told you guys I owned like the vapor and I was doing all sorts of things that I probably shouldn't have been doing. And, um, and like life could have gone in that direction at that point. Like it was me that chose or like, I don't know, had faith in myself to like make that comeback and less about like running performances and more about like, just being a better human being um you know i think it running gave me confidence again and um i'm super chuffed that i sort of did make that comeback but when i say like i'm broken like there's a lot of things you guys don't know about me at all um you know like like upbringing and um i used to get up to all sorts of no good and all sorts of trouble and i i was really bad at like handling my emotions so all through my upbringing in school, like, you know, if, if things didn't go the way I wanted them to, or, you know, someone made fun of me, or I just fucking beat the shit out of them, it was bad, um, and I thought that was, like, strength, that was, like, my strength was that, like, I could fight, um, and so, like, I don't, I don't mean broken in, like, any sort of way, I just mean, like, 
you know, if I sound wise on the podcast or I say something that like, like inspires you or I say something that like you relate to and you, you want to change that about your own life, like that's through, that's through just hard work and completely trying to like rewire how I think, what I do, how I act. You know, this is the calmest and, and best place I've ever been in my life. Um, and, I, and I know that because I don't, I don't get the same stupid rage even like driving the fucking car, which doesn't seem relevant whatsoever, but it is being a better human being. It's just, just being better. You know, the, the, the image or the version that you see yourself, there's this idea. Everybody has an idea of who they are, like an identity. And, um, you know, you, you, you picture yourself, you know, Stephen Scullion and, and you have this idea. I think I had this idea that I was this like tough guy and, um, like whatever, like aggressive person and, you know, don't mess with me type guy. And that's just a load of bollocks. That's just something that like was ingrained in me through like college and school. And, you know, like in Ireland, there's a lot of fighting and you have to stick up for yourself. And I like generated, <coughs> I generated this person and create a belief that that was who I was. That was my identity. Um, and like I say, that's not true at all. You can, you can be, you can just fucking get rid of that. You know, you can be whoever you want to be. If you, if you, if you think you'd be a better person, being a pretty kind person and a patient person and a respectful person and just fucking be that person. Um, and I think that's something we all struggle with. Like, um, but let me tell you, like when I throughout all these podcasts and, you know, I might say things that sound wise, but it doesn't mean that I'm always that person. Um, everyone has emotions and everyone deals with them in different ways. And, and so like, I'm, I'm, I'm far, far from perfect or far from, um, I don't know, like I make mistakes. I, I do things, I say things that I probably shouldn't say and I rush into things sometimes. And, um, yeah, I, I just kind of wanted that. Like I said, like, I don't like what, what I'm basically saying is like anybody that listens to this could do exactly what I've done, could turn their life around and could, um, you know, could get on a path that you want to be on and then end up maybe at a world championship and, um, just fucking don't do what I do. And when you get there, just embrace it, you know, don't fucking cry about it. Um, and I really did try to embrace it. I tried to like, be like, you know, you, you're doing this and, um, it's, it's something that nobody in my family's ever done before. Um, it's something, something that, you know, it's something that I don't know if I ever thought was possible. Like, it's not like I was just born with this gift of being like a freak runner and I didn't win everything and I just worked hard. And then like that, that hard work kind of then led, to, um, <clears throat> I guess some pretty good results. Um, but nothing on like the world level or anything like that. And, um, yeah, like I, I just see myself as this pretty like beat up and mentally troubled kid that, you know, ended up on the world stage um, and given an opportunity to perform against literally the best in the world. Um, some people walked away world champions and world medalists and um, yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's what I'm, that's what I was basically just trying to get to. Um, if Like if you, if like I said, I don't know like what you think i think what 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 i mean by that is i think humans have a way of um stereotyping themselves and giving themselves an identity you know i'm a tough person i'm a weak person i'm a fast person whatever i'm a fat person um and it's actually it's actually just balls it's just a load of fucking shite it's just your ego has like like stereotyped almost yourself but but people also like do it with other people so you 
you might look at somebody else who's like real, doing really well and think they're just doing that because they're like a blessed person. You know, like you might look at like Ronnie O'Sullivan and think, well, he's just blessed to play snooker. Um, and actually, like it's it's deeper than that. It's like, well, no, his dad or like, you know, the Tiger Woods stories or the Lewis Hamilton stories are these guys just fucking practice a lot and they don't quit ever. Um you know, they, they, like, even if they do quit or they think they're going to quit, they somehow make a fucking comeback and come back. And, and you know, it, it, it comes down to more, like, a choice to work hard enough. Nobody, nobody sort of wants to work hard enough. Everybody just wants things just given to them or handed to them. And, you know, you want to work a little bit hard, but you don't really want to put in the hard yards. Um, but we all have a choice. It, it's a choice and it's a decision. And, and I mean that for fucking anything in your life. You could... You could change the exact, the person that you are right now, if when you look in the mirror and you're not happy, you could, you can, do we have the luxury of from the second that you look away, you know, fucking change, be, be, be who you want to be. You know, if you want to be a nice, a kind person, you don't want to get angry anymore about the traffic that's pissing you off. Like that's you just sticking to old routines you know, I used to, I, I've cycled through Belfast city center before. Um, I've had someone on the side of the road, like maybe like give me a dirty look and I've like swung the bike around and acted like a big tough guy. Like what the fuck are you looking at type bullshit. And at the time I thought it was like sexy and this hard guy, you know, this tough guy, like what a fucking knob. I, I think back now and I cringe. I just think like, what? that's not the person you want to be. That's not the example you want to set. That's not the kind of guy that people want to look up to and people will respect and people will, that's just a fucking wanker. Um, and so, yeah, like I've, I've really tried to like change um, because like I say, I don't think you're given, I don't think you're given a person that you need to be. Um, I think people just end up becoming a person and then thinking that's the person they have to be or, you know, you have to live up to this expectation that you have of yourself. And it's just not the case at all. It's just not true. Um, and yeah, I, I love the fact that we've been given this gift that you can literally imagine the person that you want to be and then just become that person. You know, it's not easy. You know, sometimes change is difficult and you might have to put certain things in place. Like, you know, I don't know if you think you're a pretty angry person, then maybe you have to meditate or do yoga or, and you might not be the most calm person in the world overnight. But even if you just take a small step and the next time somebody cuts you up when you're driving, you know, don't take it so personal. Just maybe you just think whatever. Like I hope, you know, the nice thing to think is, you know, I, I really hope this person drives a bit safer and, and doesn't crash because somebody could really get hurt rather than like, fuck this dude, like blah, blah, blah. Um, so yeah, I love that about like being human. And um, I, I think I've really, I don't know, I think I've achieved a lot, like irrelevant to like race results and things like that. And I, I think I've just achieved something in in becoming like a better a better human you know and a better version of like the person that I'd like to be or the person that I might one day like you know my kids might look up to and um you know it dates way back to when I first started this comeback and I was walking down you know I told you guys a local road and a local street and it's the same street that like my my granny and grandfather drive down and I just felt embarrassed that they would see me in such a bad way like you know really drunk and my clothes torn up from like jumping over a barbed wire fence and just really dangerous and just just not yeah not the version of myself that I I, w- I would want 
people they ever look up to or like now my little my little sister fucking adores me or at least tells me that she does um, and they they say they're proud of me and I'm sure they're inspired and um, that's fun um, so yeah like I, I I thought of it on the plane and I just it, it did it made me a bit like emotional and not that that's any surprise I'm a pretty emotional person but um, yeah I just thought I'd share that um, and, I, and I hope I really hope that you take some kind of inspiration from that and if there's something you've been meaning to change or would like to change about yourself or something that you think you could change that would make you like a better runner or a better person or a happier person you know the 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 key to life here is that no matter what you're doing whether it's running or cycling or work or the key is whatever you're doing to go home happy you know like if you're not if you're not happy doing what you're doing the title doesn't fucking matter. The paycheck doesn't matter. None of it matters. It's all, you know, you know, the victory, the victory for me in Doha was being able to smile going across the line. You know, it was able to like put the whole experience behind me and just be like, isn't that winning? Aren't you fucking winning in life when you can have the worst day ever, but just be okay with it and smile and I read this book called The Tattooist of Auschwitz I think it's called um, and you know there, there's a, a kid a kid writes a monologue at the end of it or a little like just a little note and he talks about his parents and his parents went through the holocaust and um, they were living in the camps and you know they, they got treated really badly and their lives were pretty much put in danger every day and um, the kid says he couldn't believe that you know his parents could like be sacked from work and and you know they were gonna have to leave their house and all the rest of it and you know the dad's still being lovely to the mom and they're smiling and and when you've been through that much terror nothing just seems as crazy anymore um and so yeah like i I think there's something to that like a part of me craves like wanting to really suffer and and then through that suffering you can almost come out the other side and just not look at things in such a negative light anymore and not be like let things like get you down um but yeah running has a really cool way of like leveling things and um and and i'm telling you no matter what i do and no matter what i achieve and i and i think i'll go on to achieve really fucking good stuff because i've got the nice place in life and and i the real victory for me is being able to lose and still be okay with that and just laugh it off and and I think people like being around a person like that because, you know, it makes them feel good. And they just think, well, shit, like, this guy's, like, the best in Ireland, you know, wins the Irish champs and, um, like, does things like this. But, like, he, he can lose and he can he can make mistakes and, and he can just still smile and, and, you know, life moves on. So, yeah, it's something to think about. Um, but, yeah, thanks so much for listening. And, look, a run went well today, eight miles. And it's looking like I'm my body physically and maybe mentally will be okay to maybe jump in Dublin at the end of the month but I'm not going to rush into that either it it takes a lot to to do that and yeah we'll see but yeah look thanks for listening and, and have a good day everybody